Welcome to the Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast, hosted by Chris Aird, business owner and CEO of With Purpose, bringing you leadership, growth ideas, mindset transformation, and strategic information for the entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders. You will be encouraged, educated, and empowered to develop your people, implement your processes, and increase your income. Now get ready to listen to the newest episode of the Epic Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Epic Elite Professionals and Coaching, a podcast brought to you by With Purpose. We do business and leadership consulting. On the podcast today, I have myself, Chris, as well as Taylor, who is another business consultant. Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good to be on again. Good to be on again. So I've had some amazing time with you um, over the past few weeks that you've been employed with us and um, even more so the years that I've known you. Um, and in, in that arena, if you will, um, we've had a couple of great podcasts. So if you as the listener have not tuned in the past couple of weeks, we've talked about trust, we've talked about workplace culture. And, and today we're going to dive into this idea, the subject and practicality and of, it's a verb of leadership. Uh, leadership is not a noun. It is a verb. It's active. Uh, it's not passive. And there's certainly a difference between leadership and management, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, Taylor, you brought up on the last podcast about servant leadership. What is What does servant leadership look like to you? Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, servant leadership, I mean, it's definitely, um, you read leadership books, it's definitely something you see more or less. A couple years, um, the last couple of decades, a newer model of leadership. Um, but essentially, there are 10 principles uh, of servant leadership. Uh, and so to say those quickly, it's listening, empathy, healing, self-aware, persuasion, conceptualization, foresight, stewardship, stewardship, commitment to the growth of people and building community. Um, and so um, those, those are kind of the 10 basic principles. Uh, and so a lot of that is kind of just more kind of emotional words, softer words, but essentially it's caring for your people. Uh, it's having a clear direction of where to move forward. Uh, and it's being able to bring your people uh, on that journey with you. I like that. So um, I used to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I teach everywhere I go about leadership and, and people, you've heard it in this podcast, people is the number one pillar for us of any business. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way in which we develop people allows them to stay or to leave, to move on. And, um, you know, there's some, there's some aspects of retention that you just really can't help. I mean, you, you can't save everybody, if you will, or yeah. you can't keep everybody. Um, there's so many different factors that are on beyond our control. However, one that is in our control as, as business owners, as business leaders, as community leaders, and that's what this podcast is all about. Epic is elite professionals and coaching. We are an elite and we have a standard that we have to keep as we're leading people. Um, people are looking for vision. So when you think of those 10 principles, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that they're on their own more important than anything else, mm-hmm. but Ultimately, I, I would say that if you, and you kind of alluded to this, but let me put it in, a, in this little soft nutshell for us, it would almost be that people need to know that we care as far as that servant leader. What would your thought be on that? Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree. Uh, people need to know that we care. Um, and I think a lot of it, um, I'm looking at the fourth principle, being self-aware. I mean, I think, I think that, um, well, I agree with you that there's not one that's more important than the other. I think that's the one that kind of um, you can see that bleeds over into people know that you care. Um, and so that's, that's your listening. That's you having empathy, all that. Um, but that self-awareness is also then helping you cast your vision. 
Uh, and it's uh, self-awareness is also helping you bring people with you on your vision. Um, and so I think, um, yeah, I think, I think it's a lot, I think it's newer. And I, and I imagine there's, uh, cause I mean, definitely are, definitely are cons to servant leadership, um, but there's cons to all leadership models. Um, but I definitely think that this one um, is a newer one. I think that it'll get pushed back from kind of the older generations. Um, but I definitely think that it's, um, yeah, probably, probably the best method to, method to go with. So, okay, good. So I like that. So how do we, as and regardless of whatever leadership style you possess, whatever leadership, yeah. and, and here's the thing is, there are some times where you just have to tell, as a leader, you just have to say, this is the way it's going to be. And I think right now as, as a mom or a dad to a child, this yeah. is the way it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, as that relationship matures, as that child ages, yeah. uh, the leadership style changes because they're no longer dependent on the parent. And I'm going to say that I think some of the same principles or practicality apply within a business. Um, and so how do, let me ask you a, a very, um, I don't know, it's a rhetorical question, but this, this might get us both in trouble. I don't know. What, do we, do we lead based upon the person that is in front of us? Do we lead based upon our personality? Do we lead based upon the culture of the business? How do you think we should, as business owners, leaders, and community lead? Yeah, let's let that be a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, um, I think it's going to come down to the individual and the situation. Um, so I, I don't think it can be based off of our personality. Um, I think our personality can be, uh, can remind us of kind of where we are um, and things we need to work on. But I think our personality can kind of lead us then to a more um, kind of an, a, more of an emotional leader, which then when the positive feelings aren't there, what does that do? It could then lead us to kind of be more of a um, authoritarian. Um, and so I think um, while those things can be good at certain times, at certain times it's not. So I would say I, I would advise against that. Um, but, I think knowing where the individual is and also knowing your situation. Um, if you're in a situation um, where, um, yeah, if things are moving and going and you got to make quick decisions, you don't have the time to, uh, to sit aside and kind of give, give pers- uh, an employee in, uh, intense feedback, you know, and kind of hold their hand and kind of walk them through that. Um, but if things aren't crazy at that time and, and you do have the time to do that. Um, so I think, but I also, I'm bleeding other, other podcasts. It also then, all this kind of works on trust um, because uh, if you are a servant leader and then you break that mold and say, no, this is the way it's got to be. Um, then you have to trust that your employees trust you enough to be able to know that, Hey, this is kind of breaking what we're used to, but this is, we trust them. And so we know this is for the betterment. Maybe you go back then and kind of follow up when you break those molds. Uh, here's what was going on. Um, you don't need to get into details of everything because ultimately just higher in a hierarchical, hierarchical, is that a word? I don't know, but it, there's, there's a hierarchy you have to follow. Um, but I think it's bringing them on. Um, so yeah, I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually really good. And again, we're back to, and I want to make sure that we're not trying to put um, uh, something that's square into something that's circular, because I mm-hmm. think that you really knowing who you are as a person, knowing who your team is, um, knowing who your family is, your community, you're absolutely right. Our personality kind of takes, I think our personality helps us in our leadership, but the leadership yeah. has got to be where we know through trust what the situation is about and mm-hmm. how we're going to get the expected results, the objectives, the outcomes met. And, yeah. you know, I, I say it because I think sometimes through personality, people can 
be perceived as being a jerk. Um, and at the same time, we know that it's the job getting done. On the flip side of that, sometimes people are too passive in their personality and that comes out in their leadership and then they're kind of walked all over. So there's got to be a gentle balance, if you will, of of you're back to self-aware. I'm back to self-awareness like you brought it up. (laughs) I have to know who I am as a leader and how and what situation I need to lead based upon the people that are in front of me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. You would, and and anybody else would, um, regardless of whether you're an owner or a community leader. Um, And it's, I think it's going to be that trust factor in all different types of relationships. I'm sure you've seen it. I I love people watching. Um, You can literally see a group of people and you know who is the person that makes all the decisions. Uh, They're the ones, we're going to go here. We're going to go do this. We're going to do that. And everyone else kind of follows um, and that's ultimately what we're looking at as far as leadership is if, if you can look back and there's no one following you, then you're not a leader. Yeah. And so in all of this, the leader is going to cast the vision. Um, they're going to do it in a way that is suitable for mm-hmm. everybody that is following. Um, because again, you have different types of leadership. So let me ask you this. Companies are investing in their businesses all around, around the globe. And we're doing it in so many different ways from marketing to, uh, you know, social media to salaries and whatever else. Mm -hmm. So as companies are investing money, um, we are watching that um, a lot of companies are choosing to limit their investment in their staff. When that takes place, we're literally eliminating an opportunity for people to grow, to be groomed into a role or a responsibility that might have leadership attributes to it. So how, how do you think companies would respond when those in leadership are in the wrong over those that they're leading, first of all? Yeah, yeah so that's, that's a tough decision. Um, I imagine, yeah, I... I I'm, I'm to re- reveal my hand. I'm, I'm not a parent, um, but I imagine, I imagine it's probably similar being s- similar to being a parent. And there's a disagreement between the parents and the kids say, Oh, mom told me this, or dad told me this. Um, and so whether you think it's right or wrong, you have to back your, your spouse or the child's parent. Um, and so in this, in this situation, I would say you, you back your, your higher employee because they um, are uh, a representative of you. Um, but um, you also do so with grace. Um, like you can say, you don't, you don't throw them under the bus, um, but you can gently kind of say, this is, this is what we got to do. Um, behind the scenes, you, you, I would say you kind of talk with that employee, uh, with that supervisor or manager. Um, and then there's gotta be a point where at some point, this isn't going to fly, but at some point, um, we do that, but it's a tough balance because you, you do have a larger investment, uh, into that higher, that, that manager, that, that supervisor, uh, than you do, uh, at the bottom. So there is, there's a little more skin in the game there, um, but you have to do, you have to, you have to use reason. You have to use logic at some point. Um, so what are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you. I, I think, cause I am a parent. Um, yeah. I have always shared with my spouse, my wife that mm-hmm. um, we back each other up and yeah. um, there's that conversation behind the scenes. Now there's been a few times and I'll admit it. There's mm-hmm. been a few times where I have been in the wrong and I have gone back to my children and said, I was wrong in this situation. I asked for your forgiveness. Um, and at least at that moment, they see the humanity 
in me as their parent. I think we can also share that as business owners, as leaders in community. We're not perfect and we're going to make mistakes. Now the catch is, is as leaders, um, we have to somehow, somehow um, Mm -hmm. limit the amount of mistakes we have because if we keep fumbling over our own two feet, then we don't need to be leading the pack, right? So this is where good counsel comes in. This is where, Mm -hmm. and I completely agree with supporting in public, but then behind the scenes going, listen, this did not happen. This is not the way we discussed it, whatever the case might be. And there's so many, um, so many variances to that, to our situation here. So I'm agreeing with you. And um, I think that this is an opportunity to invest back into our employees, right? Where we get everybody maybe together. And I've seen this happen. I've, Mm -hmm. I've facilitated this as well. And I, I think maybe you've even seen this where, where um, the manager, let's say, or the, the shift leader or whatever does something that was not in agreement or in accordance with company policy or whatever the case might be. And the reprimanding happens behind the scenes, right? But then you get the entire team together and you say, listen, moving forward, this isn't going to be tolerated. And, or the person stands up and says, you know what? I was wrong. Uh, I forgot about X, Y, and Z or whatever the case might be. And I'll tell you what, that in of itself, admitting when we're wrong, that we've made a mistake builds trust right? Yep. 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 So we're talking, we're back to our humanity. We're talking about building the trust. Um, and when we, sh- we, we can show that trust to one another, we are in a sense investing in one another and in the leadership attributes. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, yeah, whether it's because of COVID or even if it predated COVID, um, whatever the reason may be for not having it, I think uh, if, if companies don't already, or business leaders that are listening don't already, there has to be a standardized leadership training. Uh, because if there isn't, you then put yourself in more situations where you're in these situations. Um, and while something may be the right thing to do, you then lose the respect of the employees that are lower on the bottom or um, you create friction. Um, and so the best way to do that is to have standardized uh, processes, not just individualized training, um, but have standardized because then you can then have a set model that you can then hold those leaders accountable to. Yeah, I like that. And at the very top, it's got to be modeled all the way down and then the bottom all the way back up. Um, And if people recognize that there is a standardized leadership development, either course training or just Mm -hmm. practical application to this, then people understand what that standard is and they should want to go and achieve that. Right. Definitely. 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 That should that should also be exciting for future employees that come into the company that recognize that there is a leadership development program, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and as you were thinking about, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about my time in the military where Mm -hmm. while I was enlisted, um, my commanding officer saw that I would be a good candidate for officer candidate school, which is in of itself a leadership development program. And while I chose not to do that because I didn't think it was right for me at that time, um, there was other leadership development opportunities. And I'm, I'm fixated on this. I mean, this is our number one pillar to go in and and assess companies with um, and companies would not be companies today if it wasn't for people. Uh, yeah. We wouldn't have relationships if it wasn't for people. We wouldn't have trust if it wasn't for people. So I think it would be, well, let me ask you this. How do, so how do we gauge whether that 
leadership training module uh, development series or whatever is successful. What do you, what do you, what would you think about that? Yeah. So I mean, I think, I think the very basic thing you can do is you can see how engaged the people going to the training are um, because if it's not engaging, then it's not going to stick with them. Um, and whether that's because it's not being uh, communicated in a way that's attention grabbing, or they just don't like, don't like or agree with the message. Um, so I think there's that. And then I think just like anything else, there are just goals that you have. Um, so whether that's, uh, if you have, if you have good leadership training, then you're able to say, okay, well, we have more people from this department who, uh, who are either getting promotions or applying for these promotions. Um, so let's, let's kind of see what they're doing and kind of see, um, see how many people have gone through the leadership training that are in that department. Um, so there are, I think, um, actionable goals that can happen as well. Um, but I think, I think the very, the very easiest thing you can do is just see how, how engaging it is. Um, and then like anything else, you can just ask for feedback uh, because mm -hmm. I think, uh, I imagine we are going to, we talk, I imagine if we had this conversation a year or two ago, pre COVID, we would have, we would have talked about different things than we would, would be now. And so I think while leadership stays the same, I think there are certain principles or certain aspects of it that become more, more important, I guess you could say for, for, for a period of time. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. And I'm also thinking too, um, I'm thinking that some of the best companies out there have something already in place. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you do have something in place, I would ask you, and I think you would agree, Taylor, yeah. that we should examine it. If you already have something in place, examine it and make sure you're getting out of what you're putting into it. And yeah. if you don't, as a company, have something in place, you need to reach out to us and let's put something in place because your people are only going to be as good as what you're willing to invest in them. Um, I think there's a cartoon out there that says, um, and it's not a cartoon, but it's a phrase and they put it towards a cartoon mm -hmm. and, it, and it talks about, well, what if we what if we invest in these people and they leave, um, right? The CEO to the CEO or something like that, yeah. and the CEO says, "Well, what if we don't invest them and they stay?" Yeah. Wow, like that's a powerful statement. And so I think what we should do, if if back to servant leadership, if we are really about caring and being self aware, and being empathetic, and the other seven or eight attributes of servant leadership that we're talking about was really in place from someone that is leading, then it's not about me and it's not about them, but it's about the overall culture of the company and how each, every single individual fits within their, uh, in their role and their responsibility, looking for ways to improve them and to invest in them. And again, I'm back to rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. And so um, I, I think that if you've got something, you should examine it, make sure that it's functional, make sure that if you can tweak something, you can do that. If you don't have something in place, you need to reach out to us. Definitely, definitely. Before, before we get off, uh, this is a lost script, um, but R, you talked about you know, leadership um, being, being very, uh, you didn't say these words, but paraphrasing, it's all about people. Um, and so I guess, are there certain people or certain phrases that you use uh, in your leadership model or, or ways that you try to lead? Um, so leadership phrases, uh, for, well, I think there's probably a whole bunch that I don't come to my mind at this moment, but yeah. here's, here's what I say. I know one of them is, is that, um, I want to replace myself. Mm -hmm. it, it boils down to that for me. Um, 
I'm more than willing to give the shirt off my back to somebody. Um, that's not necessarily leadership. That's just compassion. At the same time, if there is someone in my business or in a business that we're working for or someone that I hear about, I'm going to try and do everything within my influence mm-hmm. to make sure that that person is taken care of. So um, I'm trying to replace, and I think every single person that's alive today, and this is maybe maybe the gist of it, I don't know. Um, every person alive today, our role in life is to leave a legacy, mm-hmm. to leave a legacy where when I, when I leave this earth, I want someone to go, wow, that Chris aired, that, that guy left a mark, a good one, a good mark in my life, or he really taught me something, or she really taught me something, or that individual that I've watched. We hear it sometimes when people say that they've got a favorite teacher growing up as a kid, right? Or people that have been, and so I think that as we influence one another, um, I think we are about, and when we talk about investing in people is leaving a legacy, who is going to carry the mantle? Who's going to take the baton after you've had it and, and pass that along? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely does, definitely does. Do you, do you have a phrase that you would use? Um, so I I like sports. Uh, I'm a big big 49 ers big uh, San Francisco Giants fan. Uh, and so, um, while I don't know much as I would like to about the great Bill Walsh, um, I try to use some of his. So he has a phrase: "Champions behave like champions before they're champions." Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like the idea of, in, in the sense of leadership, you know. You're, you're a leader before you're actually uh, the title leader. Um, and so you got to put the work in and do those things before you're in that position. Uh, he also had the three F's of this decision-making, fast, firm, fair. Um, I like to add the fourth thing, familiarity. You can only make those decisions if you're familiar with the situation. Um, and then my dad, I, I haven't seen it all the way through. Uh, my dad's a big Band of Brothers fan. Um, and so he, um, he loves major dick winners. Uh, and so he always talks about I won't explain the whole scene, but essentially he always talks about how he always led from the front. Um, and so how in times of trouble, he was always willing to put himself out there. Um, and so those are models that I'm, that I try to go after. Um, but it's something I'm still learning on how, on how, what implementing that looks like. Um, but those are definitely the goals, goals I shoot for. So, yeah, I, I like that. And I would just follow up with this, like last two sentences, investing in people in leadership, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. is a process. It does not happen overnight. Um, it's, it's, identifying through trust, through the culture, through the beliefs, through whatever style of leadership that is appropriate for that time, but through influence is really taking the time to be intentional, to invest in people. And, and I like it to lead from the front. Um, if you're not, if you look around and you look behind you and you're leading and there's nobody following, you're not a leader. So uh, you actually just brought us back full circle. So thank you very much, Taylor. That was great. Um, totally planned. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm I'm looking for the I'm looking forward to this next year worth of podcasts with you and and the people that are listening. Thank you so much for the value that you bring not only to our company but to the clients and to the communities. Um, anything else? Any last words, Taylor? I think that's it. I think that's all all I have right now. I can't think of any anything else to catch you with off the cuff. So. Sounds good. Well, yeah. um, thank you for listening to Epic Elite Professionals and Coaching. Um, I hope you make it a great year. I hope you look for the best in people. Uh, think about investing in yourself and investing in others through that influence. And um, you can find us on all of your uh, favorite channels of podcasting. Uh, make sure you reach out to us on social media as well. And um, have a great day. And as we always like to say, live with purpose. 
Thank you for listening to the Elite Professionals in Coaching podcast. If you want to stay in the forefront with business strategies and ideas, leadership conversations, tips, and empowerment, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and then share with your friends and fellow business owners. For more information about With Purpose and their services, visit www.withpurposellc.com. Thank you.